You can now hear Movie Heaven, Movie Hell on Stitcher. Stitcher is radio on demand. Listen anytime, anywhere. Stitcher is an award-winning free app that lets you listen to all your favorite shows, plus discover from 20,000 news, entertainment, and sports shows. You can also create your own custom playlists. Stitcher is available on iOS, Android, Nook, iPad, and in over 4 million car dashboards. You can stream your favorite podcasts from Stitcher. Don't have Stitcher? Download it free today at stitcher.com or in the App Store. And please, leave us a review and rating on Stitcher. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Movie Heaven, Movie Hell. Um, This is just a little update before our episode. Uh, The episode that you're about to hear is about the Star Trek Mirror Universe. Um, But because we live in a time where we're getting an episode of Star Trek every week again, yay, um, some of the information in this episode is actually already out of date. There have been a few reveals based on some of our speculations that have come out in the latest episode. So... um, but I still hope you find lots here to enjoy. (laughs) So stay with us for the next episode of Movie Heaven, Movie Hell. Welcome to Movie Heaven, Movie Hell with me, Simon Aiken, and... And I'm Keith Isles, and we are both independent filmmakers who enjoy discussing movies, TV shows, and related media. And for this special episode, we are pleased to welcome back to Movie Heaven, Movie Hell, uh, film producer Pete Mealy. So welcome back, Pete. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Happy New Year to you. And to you. Uh, uh, been a year, I- huh? Yeah, what are you, well, here we go. First first show of 2018. Um hopefully listeners will will notice that uh that I maybe sound a bit clearer than before and uh I actually have I want to do this while we're recording. Um I have Pete to thank for that. Uh because Pete very ki- kindly uh sent me a desktop microphone for recording podcasts as a Christmas present and that was the best Christmas present I had. So thank you so much for that, Pete. I really do appreciate it. You're, you're very welcome. You're too kind. It really is a present to all of us, the listeners like myself, uh, <laughs> so that we get to more clearly enjoy your dulcet tones. Ah, oh, there you go. Unfortunately, it doesn't cha- it doesn't change what I say though. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know it, w- whether it's going to be a gift to everyone, but uh, there's still going to be plenty of waffle. It's just going to come through a lot clearer. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, for, for this, yeah, damn, damn. So, so for this first episode, I mean, there, there are a number of franchises that don't seem to uh, get away from movie heaven, movie hell. And um, one of them is obviously the, the Star Trek franchise. Um, but for this episode, we, we've decided to grow goatee beards and wear daggers at our sides because we are uh, looking at the mirror universe, which... Um, uh, incorporates a number of episodes across the the Star Trek canon, uh, not to mention the literary works, etc. 
And um, it does involve uh, some of the new Star Trek Discovery as well. So I want to be very clear up front here that uh, not only will we be delving back into the original series, Deep Space Nine, Enterprise, etc., but we will also be discussing Star Trek Discovery, which will involve spoil- spoilers. So um, if, uh, if you haven't yet seen those, this is your warning. So there you go. <laughs> so we're Fair now warning. able to cross into the spo- spoiler warning aside. We can now cross into the mirror universe and, um, and, and talk to our mirror selves about this. So um, how, how, how do we all feel about the, 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 the Star Trek mirror universe? I, I think I'm on record as saying I hate it. And uh, we can go into that a lot more here. But in general, uh, I kind of hate it. Uh, I get what it's doing. I get what it was intended to do originally. Uh, I, I see the point to that. I, I, I think later Star Trek has kind of lost that point, And hopefully Discovery can pull it around. Fair enough. What, what about you, Simon? Uh, I'm a fan of it. Um, I've always sort of enjoyed the Mirror Universe um, episodes. It it's always seems that, you know, it's always... I enjoy it from a point of view that you get to see uh, the other characters, um, you know, play opposite to what they normally play. Um, so it's it's always they're always kind of like f- fun episodes, even though the uh, the parallel universe is kind of dark and uh, and menacing in some way where you you know you just wouldn't want to live. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of probably. Uh... In that case, I'm in between. I'm doing the Kirk to your bones and Spock, if you like, because I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of, um, I'm kind of in between on it. In so much as I do think, and I have always thought that they're very fun romp type episodes. Mm. Um, uh, I, I've got various issues with it as well, but um, but 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 yeah, historically, as as part of Star Trek, I've always enjoyed anything that's dealt with a parallel universe or an alternate timeline um, or some sort of other reality like that. In fact, um, when uh, when they started releasing the various series on, on DVD, um, I never really had the sort of uh, need to, to, to buy all Star Trek, everything that exists on, on, on DVD or on home media in any, in any way. Um, I was always about the movies as, as I've often said, but there were certain things that, that, that I did like about Star Trek and what they did sort of in the early two thousands was they started releasing, um, DVD sets that would appeal to certain people. So I had, there was a number of them available and I had all of the ones that centered around the Borg episodes uh, throughout the different Star Trek incarnations. There was also one, a time travel one that I had that dealt with all the various time travel episodes. And we know there's been a lot of those as well. And uh, there was actually one called Alternate Realities. And um, that had things like, you know, Mirror Universe and Parallel reality and and all those sort of things so that those have always been sort of among my my favorite episodes of star trek but um but i've always looked at them you know just as a bit of fun really rather than 
you, you know, I know it's supposed to be dark and, and, and menacing and nasty. And, and, you know, I, I like the sort of dark, serious stuff that is me, but the mirror universe tends to, in some respects, be a bit campy and a bit silly yeah. as well. Um, and, uh, 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 you know, which, which I think can be quite fun, but I also think it can be, you know, somewhat problematic with what they're trying to do now with discovery, bearing in mind with discovery, they, they, they've, they've tried to go so far for a more sort of realistic tone. You know, we've, we've talked about how it's kind of borrowed in some respects from the reimagined Battlestar Galactica and things of that nature. So suddenly putting the mirror universe into it or putting them into the mirror universe is a little bit of a shift sideways um, in, in gear and in tone. And it's quite funny because um, if we'd recorded this podcast a week ago, I had a very different opinion uh, about that than I now have having watched the the, the second episode that, that they've had set in the Mirror Universe. So, um, Season so, one, so episode quite, 11. Yes, yes. It's season one, yeah. episode 10 and 11 is where we're sort of up to. And um, uh, But yeah, but, but I, I guess we should sort of maybe start by sort of going back backwards in, in, in the sort of origins of this. So, uh, first of all, can I ask, I know, have you, have you guys seen all of the various mirror universe episodes that we've had? Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I've seen them all before and I rewatched them for this podcast. Yeah, I, I did too. I, I'm very sad, but I did like a sort of chronological rewatch. So I started with enterprise did the discovery episodes, then moved into the original series. And then of course it jumps forward into deep space nine because the the only two shows that didn't on screen deal with the mirror universe was was next gen and voyager uh, i say on screen because uh, it's my understanding that, that that in various novels and co comic books of which there's been many um those those characters and and ships have also dealt with the the mirror universe and uh, i know that for example shatner did um what they call the shatnerverse novels and uh w which kind of deals with <clears throat> the mirror kirk who was calling himself tiberius at that point um and you know that deals also with characters from from next gen and uh, and voyager so even though not all the tv shows have, have dealt with it uh i know some of the literary works and some of the comic books have, but um, but obviously we're we're focusing today on the actual uh, you know live action um, series. <laughs> mm. So I, I mean I didn't watch them in chronological order. I watched them in order of appearance. So starting off with Mirror Mirror and then Deep Space Nine and then Enterprise and then of course Discovery. So right. how do you feel that they work chronologically because? The Enterprise um, episodes deal with them capturing, well, retrieving the Defiant ship, which, funnily enough, figures into um, Discovery as well. But um, but when it comes to the original episode, Mirror Mirror, there doesn't seem to be... I, I don't know. It doesn't feel like it kind of ties in that well. I mean, there's nothing to say that it doesn't, but there's nothing to say that it does either. You'd think that if they had that technological leap earlier on, as in Enterprise, that when Kirk and Spock beamed over to the, you know, the dark 
universe enterprise that it would be more advanced. Yeah, I, I agree entirely. It, it, it sort of does and it doesn't work. Mm. Um, I mean, <clears throat> obviously the, uh, and again, this is where we get all sort of uh, timey-wimey with it all. Um, the, uh, the, the, the defiant that they, they capture uh, in, in Enterprise, in the Enterprise episode, is of course from, from 100 years in the future as well as from another universe. And it's the defiant that actually disappears in the original series um, I think it's season three, episode the Tholian Web, yeah. Um, yeah. where where the the, the Defiant um, goes missing in this area of uh, sort of interphasic space, as it were. And uh, in that adventure, Kirk nearly gets lost with it. Uh, but of course, as in all good episodic TV, they get him back in the end. So um, you know, it's it's quite nice. I mean, I have to say that that two hour. Um, or two-part romp, which which was the Enterprise episode. Um, I actually thought it was a lot of fun. Mm. Um, you, you know, you know, because they they actually they decided to sort of almost make it as if because because obviously the mirror universe didn't get discovered until Kirk, which is you know some hundred years or more later. Uh, they 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 decided to just have something that was set in that universe with no mention of the of the prime universe and um apart from the fact that defiant had come, come over you well know? no and also they had the historical types didn't they where they could they actually looked at archer and another character so you, you it was kind of like that i what i liked about those episodes like you is that it was just purely about uh what the enterprise crew were like in that universe without having characters from the other universe coming in and taking the place of you know their doppelganger yes which is which is the 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 template for every other dark universe episode they have yeah pretty much i mean yeah even the discovery crew of um taking the place of their counterparts which does lead one to to wonder what's going on in the in the prime universe <laughs> with their mirror counterparts. But, uh, but yeah, um, a- absolutely. The, the, the enterprise episode kind of works in itself. And, and obviously it was a really nice way to, to sort of, um, you know, tie in to the original series, you know, getting them on the defiant bridge and, uh, having them in the, uh, the original series uniforms and then, you know, Scott Bakula got to wear the green wraparound and <laughs> make fun of it. Yeah. yeah. Make fun of it. Well, yeah, you know, that was the good thing. They, 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 that, that show, I mean, this, this is the thing, you know, the mirror universe is supposed to be sort of dark and ruthless and serious, but, but, but let's be honest, the way it's depicted, it, it doesn't take itself particularly seriously. I mean, these, these are very, very fun episodes. Um, I know the the reason I, I saw I listened to an interview with Mike Sussman, who actually um, wrote quite a few of the of, of the good Enterprise episodes. In fact, because uh, he was a big fan of the original series, and the reason they did the whole sort of alternate beginning credits and all this was that they they were planning on doing as Deep Space Nine had done, and 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 each season having a visit into the into the mirror universe you know it was set up for for further adventures in the mirror universe but obviously uh while they were making that 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 episode um you know they got the news that enterprise had been cancelled sadly so um so we never 
you know, it was sort of left on somewhat of a cliffhanger and we never got to ever sort of go back and, uh, and, and see it again. So I guess, um, what we're getting now in discovery is going to be the closest that we're going to get to an actual, you know, sequel to what they, they set up in enterprise. But, um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's not perfect by any means, but it, but it is fun. <laughs> what do you think, Pete? I don't know. You're being quite quiet. I, there. <laughs> uh, I'm just enjoying the conversation. Uh, I, uh, did you read that thing that uh, one of the plans was to have William Shatner reprise his role as Kirk in Enterprise um, based on based on Mirror Universe? Oh, that would have been amazing. No, no, I uh, haven't actually, um, I haven't actually read that. But yeah, uh, the storyline that they were going to go with <laughs> was uh, taking, you know, the in Mirror Mirror, Kirk has the device that disappears his enemies the tantalus field the tantalus field they yeah. were uh they were gonna uh introduce in enterprise a storyline that what that device actually did was transported those people to a remote planet um and so they didn't it didn't actually kill you it just removed you and then no one would ever find you uh and they were going to discover this planet and on it they would find that as part of spock's uprising he had uh used the device on kirk and then william shatner as dark universe kirk would have made a appearance in enterprise oh that's one of those things that uh you know those great ideas that that that's kind of sad that it never came to reality because yeah. um i think that could have been quite fun actually <laughs> what do you think simon yeah though would the thrown them back from the 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 future to the past then because you know yeah it would have had to yeah, right yeah because shatner yeah. would be quite old he couldn't do you know he, you know especially that enterprise is set 100 years before kirk and spock so they, yeah. they would have played a little fast and loose with timelines but yeah um not well, not that not that not that they don't always anyway always <laughs> anyway. i mean, yeah. I mean th yeah. th th this this is the thing i mean this whole idea of parallel universes um you, you know i mean it's been obviously Mi mirror mirror did it but i mean back in the 60s you know dc comics played with that whole sort of multiverse idea as well didn't they and um you, you know they've, and, they've since had many many comics and well in last year even a even a sort of tv crossover with with the four sort of dc arrowverse series um, going into going into another universe, which uh, a bit sort of um, uh, you know speculative fiction stuff, you know, ruled by where, where the Nazis won the war and all that, <laughs> and uh, like Man in the High Castle That's or whatever, all, yeah. and that that, yeah. that that was actually that was actually quite a fun romp as well. But but as I said, these these things, I, th I think they are fun as long as you don't take them too seriously, you know. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and I so know maybe a lot that's of my problem. Star Trek. Well, I'm. I'm yeah. th this is the thing with Star Trek. I mean, Star Trek is, and I'm guilty of this as well. Star Trek is 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 um, you know, a fictional universe that's been set up that 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 fans and and people do take extremely seriously. Um, you know, I get, you know me, I get well bent out of shape if uh, continuity and timelines and whatever don't match up. You know, so, so then how do you manage the mirror universe? Oh my well, god! Well, this is the thing. This mm. is the thing. I mean, the mirror, the mirror universe is, you know, on many levels ridiculous. 
Um, oh. But it's at the same time on many levels fun. I mean, I'm, I remember when I first, when I was a kid and I first saw the Mirror Universe or Mirror Mirror episode um, of the original series when they were having it on reruns and whatever. Um, you know, it kind of blew my mind because, you know, as a child at the time, I, I didn't have this concept of other realities and, and, you know, multiple universes and all that sort of thing. Didn't, didn't even really know what that meant. I was just getting my head around space travel and time travel and stuff like that in fiction. So, um, you, you, you know, that, that mirror, mirror universe I thought was, was amazing. You know, it, it did, it blew my, my mind. I was like, wow, this, this is this is really cool. And, um, of course we never, we never, Star Trek never even dealt with that again until, you know, in the mid nineties or whatever, some, what, 30 years later with, um, with the deep space nine, uh, crossover episode, um, where, well, is uh, it Kira and Bashir? Yes. Go in. Yes. They, they go, they go into the, uh, the, the mirror universe and, uh, obviously things have changed quite a bit by that point. Um, cause it's some, century further on again isn't it but uh yeah you know so uh, i i found it a lot of fun and and i do i look at these these episodes almost exist within their own thing i almost feel like that it's separate to star trek i know i know that the conceit is to bring characters backwards and forwards between the universes particularly by the time we got to the deep space nine stuff but um but 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 you know i'm kind of uh kind of just try and uh separate them in my mind as something something different <laughs> <laughs> well yes as, as i say um especially with deep space nine that characters uh who were brought over from uh the sort of the main timeline into the mirror universe uh they're always their counterparts have always sort of um had passed away apart from that first episode where you had the the two kiras that's yeah. right. Yeah. And the old school way of uh, filming the same actor in, in a scene, you know, basically <laughs> have them stand each side of the frame and look directly at each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then there is that scene where she touches herself and it's so obviously another arm. <laughs> right. Did you see that with some very odd shading on it? Yeah. 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 It's actually quite funny. Those, um, I, I was surprised going back and watching this as to sort of, uh, you know how how dated um uh or dated's a bad word how of its time mm. um you, you know the, the the deep space nine stuff looked actually but um you know one there were a cuz cuz they had what was it five episodes um set in the uh in the yeah. mirror universe for, for yeah. deep space nine some worked better than others i felt um i didn't feel that all of them really oh i think only one of them worked kind of uh, yeah. So my take, I watched it like Simon did, uh, and watched it by release date. Mm. Um, and so my, my sort of chart of it is that, yeah, I guess I went by what is it trying to do? What's the point of the episode? And so mirror mirror is, is this look at, at human nature, um, mm. yep. or, or, uh, trying to think of a way to include Vulcans in that statement, but I'll ignore it. Um, uh, you know, it's a look at what makes us beings and, and what happens when we're good for being good sake and what happens when we're bad for, for our own profit. And, 
And so that was, I took Mirror Mirror as as a study of culture and species as a whole. Uh, And and it is what it is. And then Crossover, uh, I thought, was uh, a much more focused look at, at just the character of Kira. Right? What does it mean for Kira to be good in, and what does it mean for Kira to be bad? And uh, so I thought that was interesting and and a worthwhile Star Trek episode. Uh, and then as Deep Space Nine continued, um, the the anomalies in the timeline and the inconsistencies in in how things are going on uh, uh, really get to me. The the way that it's in Deep Space Nine, it's almost like, a, well, here's the hidden door that just lets you pop over for dinner into the mirror universe. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. <clears throat> I uh, must admit, by the time you got to the, I think it was the third episode of their crossover called Shattered Mirror, um, yeah. I did have a big problem with the fact that, that that whole episode revolved around the fact that Mirror Jennifer, i.e. Um, Cisco's you know, dead wife in the prime timeline, yeah, uh, sort of popped over to have dinner with him and uh, Jake. And I thought to myself, hold on a second. There's <laughs> there's no way that a Starfleet captain would, you, you, you know, authorize and allow this, no matter how emotionally attached he might be to, to, to the person in question. You know, that this is a blatant sort of Starfleet no-no. And uh, yeah, so I, I did sort of think to myself at that point, oh, come on. You know, <laughs> and, you, and you're right. It did seem that Miles O'Brien would just kind of beam over from the other universe onto their pad whenever he sort of felt like it. It, it, it. Watching them back to back, it felt that way for sure. I mean, I'm sure I wasn't taking it in the context that these were one episode per season over like five seasons. But, um, but you know. It felt like um, after they did that first one that they had to do one every series every season and it was it it did start to sort of strain a bit because you know that first episode you know where you see um Tarek Noor, you know the uh, what what deep space nine was before the federation came in you know that was fun you, you enjoyed it you got to see everybody sort of playing opposite to how they were and you know it was, it was kind of fun and but then as it went along, it just, it got more and more strained. It's just like, it, it just felt like they they wanted an episode that was, you know, different to everything else that was going on at the time. It, it was very similar to um, when Bashir was found out to have his genetics meddled with, yeah. that he was um, genetically modified. And they brought in these, other people who had had similar procedures but they'd gone wrong and that got a bit strained as well because it did feel like they you know every season they had to be brought back for another episode of them being there because you know it's i don't know if it's if if the creators enjoyed those episodes or it was a fan response but you you started to see that a bit more in deep space nine where you knew every kind of the sort of last couple of seasons that you were going to have one of these episodes and you're going to have one of these episodes turn up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I'm sure, I'm sure. I mean, I know the fans did like these. I know, I know they've mm. been sort of fan favorites and, and from the acting point actors, I'm sure they, 
they love the the opportunity to ham it up and have a bit of fun. I mean, you, you know, blimey, um, Cisco literally goes from this sort of fairly quiet, stoic character in in the main series to be in like this kind of larger than life pirate. <laughs> I mean, it, it, you know, he yeah. may as well have had an eye patch and a parrot on his shoulder for God's sake. You know, it was mm. kind of, but, but I, I do think that, that the crossover, the first episode, which was, I guess, a DS nine season two episode, That's um, right, yeah. that, that did deal with it quite nicely because a, it, it, it acted as a proper, sequel to mirror mirror and sort of explained what happened after um you, you know kirk and and mccoy and her and scotty had, had sort of beamed over um and what 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 happened once they left spock uh to go back and um uh you, you know obviously from kira's point of view it was quite interesting because her character even in the prime timeline had been sort of a Correct me if I'm wrong, Simon, because I know you're the expert on DS9. But my understanding is she'd been sort of a um, a uh, Bajoran resistance fighter from for, from the sort of Cardassian hold over um, over Bajor. That's and, correct. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, you know, in this one, um, you know, the 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 alliance, which was you know at that point the sort of Klingons, um, the Bajorans, and the uh, uh, Cardassians had, had sort of got away from the, the the Terran Empire, the humans, as it were, and um, you, you know, obviously, uh, Kira had gone to sort of this. She was the intendant, you know, the 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 leader of it all. So it was it was quite an interesting uh, character study in the fact that both both Kiras had had sort of similar backstories, but they'd obviously through circumstance got to to sort of different levels of power and um you, you know to see her deal with that i mean i'm, I'm probably looking more deeply into it than, than was actually <laughs> intended but uh but, but but you know that 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 was quite good but then um you know by the time you got to uh like the fourth episode in 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 this sort of uh mirror arc that they did where one of her sort of one of kira's ex you know boyfriends or lovers or whatever from the mirror universe comes to try and steal the orb or whatever that 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 again felt a little bit sort of i know forced and convenient i yeah. don't know yeah. um and then of course we had which was again pure romp and pure pure fun um the final one dealt with uh the ferengi characters and i have to say that rom did make me uh laugh out loud a little bit um you know he's kind of a, a, a kind of a silly slapstick type character but some of it was quite amusing mm. um although i've heard people have problems with that episode and and i don't know enough about deep space nine to really have an opinion on this but apparently there's a mirror counterpart in that episode of a character that's actually only a hologram in the yeah. in the normal universe which people have a problem with and i'm not i don't know too much about that it's the character played by james darren but i don't i don't know the character's name i think he's supposed to be like a a jazz singer in in, in, uh, a, in a hollow yes. deck program yes. or something yeah. that's right <laughs> yeah. and they were Granny. saying well how on earth could he be a normal character in the mirror universe but i don't know i don't know the answer to that either <laughs> did you have a problem with that simon i don't know uh oh a little bit. I mean, yeah, cause, um, his character in Deep Space Nine was... Um, 
he was the uh, Deanna Troy of the of Deep Space Nine in some way. This is where the main characters, if if they needed a um, a shoulder to cry on or somebody to talk to, they they went to him, and um, he always had advice oh. for them. Yeah, so he was yeah. like the unofficial counselor. Wasn't yes, he? yeah, yeah. He was he was the guy of all the answers. You know, it's usually to do with, um, especially he was instrumental in Kieran Odo's uh, sort of love life. Because they were two characters that throughout this, the series were, will they, won't they kind of get together? Because Odo clearly had feelings for Kira, but Kira was always sort of, you know, with somebody else. <laughs> you know, there was that, that whole thing going for it. So finally, through this holographic character, you know, they were able to sort of get together. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. I think oh, they, okay. I think they probably had run out of characters because a lot of the uh, mirror universe <laughs> counterparts have been killed off. I mean, Odo yeah. was killed off in the first one, so they were starting. Oh, that's right. To, that was yeah. a great effect. I oh did yeah, like that, yeah. That was a great, um, a great act out, wasn't it? With the whole uh, blasting him with the with the disruptor <laughs> and just seeing yeah. him go everywhere. You know, it's <laughs> yes. like wow. Okay. Yes. That, so that's what would happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. Um, so I get. I, I guess they were they were running out of characters to have in the mirror universe, right? It, and that is, it's one of those like fan service things that I don't know how much it adds to the story, right? I don't know what sort of uh, exploration of the human condition you're getting uh, by having a, a lounge singer uh, show up as a human fighting. Uh, I, I mean, this is also the episode, right? Where, um, we, we have to completely ignore that in our regular timeline, the Daxes have changed hosts. Um, That's right. Yes. Right. And, and so obviously in the mirror timeline, the same thing has happened. Uh, but it makes (laughs) no sense. Yeah. It makes no sense because in our timeline, uh, Jadzia Dax had to switch to Esri Dax because of like an accident, right? And it was short and it was unplanned and Esri Dax wasn't ready to be a host, but she was the only trill nearby. Um, so how does that exactly translate? Excuse me, sorry. How does that, I get so angry. <laughs> I'm choking on my own tongue. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't, that... don't, don't use it to wipe your boots though, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a nice one. Nice yeah, one. sorry. No, I had to tie it yeah, in somehow. It was a there great reference. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, it, that, that makes me so angry. It makes me so angry. Like, what are you doing? You just want to see uh, the lady playing Esri, you know, uh, kiss women, apparently, right? Because that's... <laughs> I, uh, what? Uh, yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess they, I guess contractually back in those days of episodic TV, they had to have, you know, all the cast members appear in all the episodes or whatever. So, um, but yes, you're right. It is kind of a, a massive, uh, convenience yeah. that, that well, we're that just going to shoehorn on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. We're just going to shoehorn <laughs> this one right in. That, that's my problem with the deep space nine mirror universe is that, is that in in my thinking, right? The way that I see it, there would be no Terrans on Terak Nor. Uh, there, there would just be none. You know, 
maybe one or two, but how are you going to make sure that you get the same starship captain, starship engineer as slaves or, or pirates in the same place? It's ridiculous to me. Um, I did like the fact they got Tuvok in there though. He wasn't on Voyager. At least, at least that was one thing in the mirror universe (laughs) that didn't happen the same as Tuvok wasn't in the Delta quadrant or whatever with Voyager. You know, he was actually, uh, one of, um, one of the resistance, one of uh, the Cisco's merry men, or not yeah. so merry in his case. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was like that, that was quite good to see him uh, to see him guest there, <laughs> Mira Tuvok. <laughs> I also thought the the Vic Fontaine showing up. Um, I took it as as like Deep Space Nine playing off of the Voyager themes. I don't know how it syncs up timeline wise, but. I know one of the main themes of Voyager was about how holograms are entities as well and and should be respected the same way we respect life or or androids. Um, And and so that's what I thought it was. Okay, Uh, that's interesting. But the thing is, he wasn't a hologram, right? Because he actually gets shot, does he not? Yeah, he does actually get shot. So does that mean he... I don't know. I, I I don't know. That's a bit of a mind twister. That I, one. I think that so, one was absolutely. just purely fan service. I think. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't think he was. You know, holographic. They just got the actor and say, "Here you go." You know, you're, you you haven't got anything to do this week, so we'll, we'll put you in yeah. a, in a costume and you can get killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alt Vic Vontaine is not a lounge singer. He's yeah. a fighter. Yeah. And. It makes no sense. At least he didn't. At least he wasn't wearing a tux. <laughs> <laughs> he could have been like a James Bond type, uh, <laughs> James Bond type resistance fighter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's funny you bring up the holographic doctor from Voyager because I remember the whole thing about his story arc because originally uh, when he was introduced to Voyager, his whole shtick was that he was going to come up with a name for himself. Yeah, so they all, and that was like throughout the whole first series, and then after that they dropped it completely. I mean, it did become he did become the data of the show, where uh, his episodes were always about him uh, exploring his kind of humanity and becoming more of a, an entity than just this um, emergency program. I mean, especially when yeah. he got the holographic emitter, the mobile one, so that he yeah. could walk around and go on away missions and stuff like that. And I I I think there was like a there was a joke at the end, the very final episode, the one where um you see them on earth and he's married. He's married and there's a joke says so what's your name and somebody interrupts him. He, he <laughs> doesn't get a chance to say it, but it was funny it was a whole story arc that they introduced and then completely got rid of. Oh, yeah, it's a shame. I must. Well, say, I did. I did like the the the, the doctor. I mean, I like uh, Robert Picardo as an actor anyway. But um, I did like the doctor, and 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 I think I may have said this on another Star Trek podcast that we've done. We've done so many now. Um, but uh, the doctor almost made more sense to me than Data in some respects because he was literally activated in the pilot episode. Yes. So him learning all this stuff from scratch, other than his medical knowledge, which he was programmed with kind of made sense. Whereas, you know, data had always been someone that had served in Starfleet for some time prior to next gen. 
Yet yeah. it was almost like in Encounter at Farpoint was the point where that character started learning human stuff. And, and you know, and again, they did it very entertainingly and 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 whatever. But um, the, the 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 doctor's sort of sentience always made more sense to me for, from that point of view. But again, I'm reading way too much into it. <laughs> I think that's what we do best. Uh, to go further, two slight corrections. Yeah. Um, the the doctor's name that's revealed in that timeline, he does actually say it. It's Joe. Joe. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's Joe. And then Paris has this joke that he goes, it took you that long to come up with the name Joe. <laughs> uh, and Tom Paris. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but also, you know, there's a lot of other episodes in Voyagers that, besides the doctor that deal with holograms as life forms. I thought it was sort of like, it's one of the reoccurring themes that they really take on. There's there's like an episode where there's a, a ship that is only uh, crewed by a single hologram and it goes into like, you know, he's so lonely, but nobody thinks he's a life form because he's yeah. a hologram, but he's experiencing loneliness anyway. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I mean, Vo yeah. Voyager did some yeah. good stuff and, and the character. I mean, I think yeah. it was originally going to be called Doc Zimmerman, uh, named after the, you know, Herman Zimmerman, mm -hmm. the production designer. But they ended up, there was an episode where you saw who his creator was. I yeah. think he appeared in Deep Space Nine as well, actually. And and that was Doc Zimmerman played by Robert Picardo. And he was the guy who had invented the EMH and, of course, made oh, yeah. the EMH in his, in his image with his voice pattern and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. As, like, much like Sung and Data and all that sort of thing. <laughs> but we, we, we're out of the mirror universe. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 But, uh, uh, but you know, it, 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 it's, it's all good. It's all exciting stuff. Yes. Um, okay. Can I, I'll take it back for a second here. So, <laughs> so my point was about mirror universe was about, um, the species as a whole and struggling with good and evil. DS nine crossover is about, uh, on an individual level, good, uh, versus evil, the two sides of, of entities. Uh, you get into that a little bit in the resurrection episode, um, I, I feel like it's completely lost in the, the other two DS nine episodes and, and they're just sort of garbage episodes in my opinion. Um, and then in enterprise, uh, I, I kind of feel like it's the same thing. It's just fan service, right? It's like, Oh, well let's tell this story cause it's fun. They do try to get this side of Archer where Archer imagines our universe uh, prime. Oh yeah, goading Archer, him in the lift, right? And stuff, yeah, and yeah, and so it's an interesting from from that point of view. It's an interesting exploration of of like what does a bad person think a good person is? Uh, right. So I, I found that kind of interesting, but I don't think it's enough, and it's definitely not the point of those episodes. No, um, no. You, you're, I couldn't agree with you more. You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, en Enterprise, and I know you're a big fan of, of the show Enterprise, yeah. but definitely In a Mirror Darkly 1 and 2 was just a romp and it was just fan service. I mean, very fun stuff, yeah. but it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, a, a, a philosophical type of, of, of episode like, you know, Star Trek can be, um, yeah. it, 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 it was, it was, it was, uh, you know, there, there was a lot of, um, you know, you know, oh, how can we get things from the original series in this? How can we sort of pay homage to this? And and you, you know, it 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 was a was a fun um, ninety minute romp. And uh, yeah. but I don't, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, no. not every single episode of Star Trek needs to be a um, 
you know, an allegory to to our world or a, or a deepened meaning for yeah, the meaning of life. Yeah, yeah it doesn't yeah. doesn't need to be that. Sometimes it's it's fun for it just to be, you know. I know Gene Roddenberry wasn't a fan of it just being about sort of um, you know space battles and 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 aliens and all this sort of thing. But um, you, you know, sometimes that's all right. And and I think you know even today that episode. I mean, they tried to literally wedge everything in there. I mean, you even yeah, get there's the a gorn. gorn. There's a gorn yeah. in there, and that's probably the only thing that doesn't quite hold up. You know, you can see that the oh. CGI in, oh, yeah. in the last 15 years has has come on a long way um, <laughs> since that. Yes. But I mean, ev- everything else. You know, the, the 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 sets they built of the you know the original Enterprise and and the costumes and and. Uh, you, you know, getting them in all of that was was I thought a lot of fun, and uh, <clears throat> you know, well, seeing uh, <laughs> see, getting characters back who had died, like Admiral Forrest, yeah. you know, bringing him back to be the sort of commander of 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 the uh, NX01 and stuff yeah. was 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 fun, and 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 recreating the the first contact Zephyrin Cochrane scene yes. at the beginning. Yeah. I mean. You know that that was fun, and a lot a lot of people go on about the beginning credits, but I think it was quite interesting as opposed to showing sort of um, uh, man's journey of of, of exploration uh, like they do in the normal credits. With this one, they show you know man's journey of of warfare and conquest and whatever, yeah. and 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 you know it was it was it was fun. I thought it was fun, and I, and I liked it. I remember my first reaction to seeing this episode because um, I just. Dis- I was watching it when it was on TV and you just, you start off with the, that bit from um, Star Trek first contact. I'm like, Oh, okay. They're going back to this. Oh, I wonder what, what they're going to do. And then when you, you know, you see them, you know, attack the, the Vulcans and charge onto the ship. You're like, wow, what's this? And then you get those opening credits, you know, like, Oh, okay, <laughs> this is going to be good. And it was, it was very good. And you know, two episodes and it was a lot of fun yeah i mean i think this is maybe why you didn't like it so much pete is is that two-part episode basically had no bearing Mm. on anything to do with the rest of enterprise whatsoever it was it was purely a standalone fun romp that they set in that mirror universe and had no impact on the sort of story and character arcs that we'd had through the rest of the four seasons of 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 enterprise um and i I know i know we've talked about and i think we should at some point doing a um episode where we talk about the uh the the pilots and the finales of of each series because obviously there's Mm. quite a lot to say on on Mm. enterprise particularly there um but uh but but, you know yeah this this one you know, didn't really make any difference. Um, we, we weren't seeing anything that affected those characters. We were just seeing stuff that would obviously a hundred years later lead up to the, the world that we've got in mirror mirror. And of course, like 90 years or whatever it is later leads up to what we're now in, in discovery, which I think is where it becomes maybe a little bit more problematic. And I don't know what you guys feel about that i mean obviously the the defiance going to play a role in this but um first way my my opinion after the uh the tenth episode uh forgive me is it into the forest i go no it's not it's despite yourself despite yourself my my um reaction to that which was the one that obviously jonathan frakes had directed was quite different to my reaction to it in episode 11 the wolf inside 
Um, so what was your reaction to the, the first Mirror Universe episode? Well, okay. Well, first of all, it, was, it wasn't really any big reveal or surprise that we were in the Mirror Universe because obviously Frakes had let that slip as a spoiler <laughs> beforehand anyway. So yeah. everybody was speculating about where they were going to be or whether they were going to be in a different universe or whether it was the, you know, what, and, and, and let's be honest, there's, there's loads of speculation about what universe bloody, um, discovery takes part in, yeah. in, 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 in any case. Right. But, yeah. um, when I, uh, when I watched despite yourself, um, again, I thought it was fun, a fun romp. But I did sort of think to myself, hold on a second, these these characters, bearing in mind, unlike Enterprise, where they were the mirror versions of the characters we were used to, but they weren't the actual characters that we'd been with. Whereas in this case, this is in the mirror universe with the characters that we'd been with for 10 episodes, right? So um, I... I had a bit of a, I was just like, ah, oh, I don't know, tonally this, this, this kind of doesn't work because, y y you know, so far Discovery's set itself up as being quite a dark, serious, sort of hyper-realistic show. Um, yes, we've got lots of, you know, continuity things like holograms and all this sort of thing that doesn't make sense, but, but, you know, you know, we, we, we put that behind us and started to enjoy it. And, um, now we've gone into this world and, Everything in terms of storytelling, even though it was a lot of fun, I felt there was a, a heck of a lot of convenient things happened. For example, the the Vulcan rebel ship that they encountered, you know, the minute they get there, just happens to have in the wreckage that doesn't get destroyed this data file that tells them everything they need to know about their counterparts in the mirror universe, right down to the medals that they've got pinned on their uniforms. Right. Mm. But of course has no information whatsoever about the, their flagship, you know, which is the defiant, which, which they need the information to, to get back. So I thought that was a, a, a tad convenient. Um, Wait a minute, wasn't the other the, the defiant wasn't a flagship. That's a, a well, top secret ship. You know, I don't well, apparently think Hoshi had made it the I mean, yes, in Hoshi Enterprise, but flagship because it was from yes. 100 years in the future and stuff. But and, that was um, in Enterprise. We we don't know how much that Discovery ties into this. You got to remember Discovery is doing its own thing. It is. True. It's setting up its own rules. So it just I mean, I was when they said it was Discover, uh, Defiant, I was like, oh, OK, so they're, they're tying it in with with everything that's kind of, you know, gone before. I mean, it was like, oh, okay, because they they have sort of set out to be kind of their own thing, even though it's set in the prime universe. And so, you know, when it was like time back to the Defiant, it was like, oh, okay. Uh, we, But at this point, we still don't know if it still ties in with uh, Enterprise, all we know is it's a ship that came through from their universe. Um, it, they don't even know if it comes from the future or the past. Oh, no, they do know it comes from the future, but they, yes. they know it's a Constellation class um, ship and they want to find out how it got into the, into the, the mirror universe so they can get back without the spore drive. Yeah, I mean, what what are my little theories that I that I had? For me, it was no surprise. And again, 
we we've already given spoiler warnings, but yes. it was no surprise that Giorgio turns out to be the emperor. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah. I was wondering whether Giorgio might actually be Hoshi's daughter, because when you think about it, a hundred years earlier, Hoshi, mm. you know, became empress uh in that in that you you know in the mirror universe that's how the end the enterprise episode and i thought oh wouldn't it be interesting if um hoshi ends up um sorry Giorgio ends up being the the empress and she's sort of like um hoshi's daughter or hoshi's offspring you know in some way um which they obviously haven't we don't know if that's the case or not but no. um that that's kind of my head cannon going ape shit um <laughs> but uh but 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 you know but but the point was i sort of thought to myself well that was all a bit bit convenient and they seem to fit into the their counter i mean i love don't get me wrong there was a lot of great humor stuff in it i mm. mean the the actress that plays tilly yes um that was brilliant when she had to do the sort of communication with the, with the other ship. And she's like, what the heck, what the hell, you know, and she's yeah. obviously very socially awkward and all this, but she did seem, you, you know, she's not only a very good actress in real life, but, but Tilly, the character I think is a bloody good actress because she seemed to fit into <laughs> being her mirror self, you know, Captain Killy. Um, <laughs> she, she seemed to fit into that rather, um, rather well yes uh you know and um uh but th but the thing was that the whole episode kind of tonally to me it didn't know what it was mm. and the reason i say that is on one hand we've got you know the sort of campy mirror universe and joke you know with 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 tilly and you know all of that sort of stuff going on but at the same time while all this is going on we've got the whole you know, again, worst kept secret in Star Trek history, but we've got the whole Tyler becoming revealed as as Volk and yeah. um, the yeah. killing of 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 Doctor Colbert and and you know all of this sort of thing, which is obviously quite shocking and quite serious and quite dark and all this sort of thing. And it's like this is all trying to sort of go on in one episode. And I'll be honest, I wasn't particularly satisfied in that first episode anyway that that it all held together but that that's just me waffling on what what do you guys think well i have gone back and watched the whole of star trek discovery mm -hmm. <laughs> um I, wow yes <laughs> uh my girlfriend wanted to see it and uh she hadn't watched an episode so far so we we put it we put the first episode up on uh saturday and by sunday evening we'd you know fully caught up don't you love it when they do that yeah i love it i love it when girlfriends want to watch stuff that uh that, that you're really into and they haven't seen that, yeah. that, that's always music to my ears well as <laughs> as you remember i um you know as we spoke last time i was not a big fan of star trek discovery but the thing is it does work very well if you watch them back to back i think uh, i i'm going to say that uh the the, the the plan of releasing them on a week by week basis is actually doing it a disservice because it's a series that absolutely needs to be watched back to back. Oh, so it benefits from yes. a binge, does it? It, it absolutely does. It absolutely okay. does because as because it's a continuing storyline, and it's not uh, episodic. It's not. It's not each episode is standalone thing. Um, it. It, it helps helps it a lot more 
And I think there was stuff in watching it the second time that I kind of missed the first time. And the problems I had with with it originally have kind of kind of been cleared up doing it as a binge. So mm. I I I was more into it the second time watching it. I think that whole reaction of going, oh, wow, this is so different from everything I've seen before had gone and helped me sort of ease into it a lot more. So um, I am actually quite enjoying it now. I I have, you know, my opinion of it has completely changed. And so, yeah, I've sort of, you know, so catching up and going into the Mirror Universe stuff, it's it's been really good. So... Yeah, sort of. Um, it's it's kind of interesting to see where they they go with this because, as we said, the Mirror Universe episodes have always been their own thing. They never affected what was going on in the main story. Yet, because of Star Trek Discovery being a continuous story line, you know, each episode feeding into the other it's kind of interesting where they're going to go with this because there's certainly repercussions. I mean, the fact that now Discovery knows that Tyler is is a Klingon and has killed the Doctor and he's already in, uh, you know, he's already in prison, but yet we've seen his, his Mirror Universe counterpart and we can see that he could be a force for good, possibly, you know. I mean, if it's if it is leading to what the original Star Trek is, then, you know, there has to be a truce there. There has to be the neutral zone. You know, that has to be put into place. And so they need characters who can do that. So maybe that's what, uh, you know, this character is. Yeah, that's what I really liked <clears throat> about this episode 11 is is to bring it back to my, you know, Star Trek themes. Uh, I thought that, uh, episode 11 of Discovery takes it uh, from from what we can learn about ourselves in good and evil um, to what the what the evil the dark universe the evil universe can learn uh, uh, about being good uh, by having the the uh, Voke in in the in the mirror universe be someone who's trying to be a peacemaker versus the Voke from our universe, uh, you know, who's trying to destroy. Um, so watching episode 11, I really loved it because hmm. I, I, I thought it, it brought a whole new spin to these, these Star Trek themes that, that keep coming up and, and make Star Trek really interesting for me. Um, so I, I love that part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, um, you, you know, it, 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 it's, it's good that it's sort of feeding back into some of that. And, um, I, I mean, did you, did either of you guys, cause there's, there's obviously a lot of speculation because, um, Lorca changed the coordinates just before the jump. You know, there's a, there's a lot of theories out there that, uh, that, that Lorca is actually from the mirror universe and was using all this to get back, but I'm not entirely sure I buy into that. What, what, what do you guys think? It's a possibility. I mean, the fact that Lorca's character in the Mirror Universe has disappeared, presumed yeah. dead, so he could be. But then uh, again, also in in the Prime timeline, right? It's that Lorca was the only one who survived from the shipwreck, yeah, in, under mysterious circumstances, right? 
So it would be a pretty easy slide in to have uh, the right that it the prime universe Lorca died and mirror universe Lorca took his place. And it's already been established that mirror universe Lorca was trying to bring down the empire. Um, I don't know. My feeling is, is that we've been like fans and, and I'm guilty and we we've been doing a lot of guesswork and supposition on star Trek. Right. And so we, we all called out the Vogue is Tyler right away. As soon as they were in the mirror universe, everyone was like, Georgia is going to be the emperor. Uh, and Georgia was the emperor. And, and so I really like, I'm, I'm now like, Oh, maybe we should just let these writers tell their story. Yeah, and, yeah, and not and mm-hmm. not just jump ahead of them. No, because um, that's, that's, I, I, yeah, yeah, I think no, they're I mean, doing that, a great job. They're yeah, telling no, a I, good story. I, I agree. I mean that that's absolutely true. One one of the things I thought to myself actually, um, uh, you know, as we were coming into the new year, was you know, 2017 or the end of 2017 was one of those years where you know two of my favorite sort of st- um, sci-fi franchise had sort of come back. Uh, meaning sort of, you know, um, Star Wars, Last Jedi and, and, and obviously Star Trek Discovery. And in both cases, um, they had been sort of different to what I had imagined or if I was fortunate enough to be, you know, creatively involved in differently to what I may have done. However, um, you know, I thought to myself, no, it's, 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 it's actually good to embrace this and and be surprised by it and um you know this is one of the things that that, that star trek discovery has, has has done extremely well is is yes there's things we've spotted a mile off like you know um Giorgio is the em, em, emperor and um uh you, you know vok and and tyler and all this sort of thing but at the same time there's there, there's things that are constantly surprising me in the show and um, and a lot of the surprise and whatever is is being really well delivered through you know not just the writing and the performances but but you know particularly Michael Burnham as a character um, you know I mean she is the one we're really on this sort of journey with and uh, I don't know what what are your thoughts on how Michael Burnham has integrated into the Mirror Universe. Because I, I feel she's done so quite easily, considering the stress she's under. But uh, but my feelings of that changed slightly in in the latest episode. Um, but when when I watched episode ten, uh, I did sort of think, oh, you know, she's she's sort of gone into that role <laughs> pretty easily. But I, I don't know. Again, am I reading too much into it, or or did you guys feel that? Well, I think the whole point of these stories, because you could say the same for Kirk and Co. in True. Mirror Mirror. That, True. You know, it was it Spock says at the end, Spock says it's it was very easier for. Um, oh, yeah. Easier as, as, as you as civilized men to act like barbarians as it was for them as yeah. barbarians to behave like civilized men. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which, is, yeah. which is quite cool. Yeah, I like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that is the case. I think um, you'll probably find that the discovery that's gone over to the, you know, from the mirror universe, because that seems of what has happened is that the two, it, the two discoveries in each universe has swapped places that they're probably having a harder time integrating than they are with, say, the sort of 
primetime enterprises. Because I wonder whether we'll see that. I wonder whether they'll show us that. I hope so. I mean, again, in Mirror Mirror, they there was that one scene where you see Spock locking up their, you know, Kirk's close <laughs> counterparts. Oh, Shatner's acting in that <laughs> bit was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think I, he, I, I don't think he was acting. <laughs> I love it. I loved it though. But yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Oh, by the way, one of the things, funny enough, I did actually scribble a note, which is quite rare for me. Um, yeah. I've got to do this more. Um, when I watched the Tholian web episode, I, I, the reason I made a note specifically was, oh, this is interesting. Um, one of the things w- in the Tholian web, when they beamed over to the Enterprise, Chekhov asks uh, if there's been any um, reported incidents ever in Starfleet history of mutiny. Oh, to which right. Spock replies, no, there's never been any mutiny listed in Star Trek history, which I think is quite interesting because obviously his um, adoptive sister is, of course, the, <laughs> the, the most famous <laughs> mutineer in Star Trek history so far, right, in Starfleet history. So, yeah, um, but he don't but then, talk then about again, family. Spock, well, he doesn't. And also, to be fair, Spock had actually... Uh, committed mutiny himself in the menagerie, hadn't, hadn't he? Yeah. Which, which became before that. So maybe that's why he was cutting him off as well. But uh, I did think it just made me giggle when you sort of retrospectively look at these things. And mm. there's obviously that was written back in the 60s. They had no idea. But that that, that was a line that did make me chuckle because I thought, oh, yeah, that, there we go. His his, uh, his 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 adoptive sister is is known as the sort of greatest mutineer in, in Starfleet history. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I thought I'd bring that up. But yes. um, but OK, so, so let's let's talk about the other thing then. Um, whilst we're on the discovery episodes in the mirror universe um how do we feel then about this whole killing of of dr colber was, was that a shock well yes uh, yeah i think i said the last time i was on like the discovery one thing they've done very well is that i i feel like i have no idea when any major character is going to die Mm-hmm. And and when he killed the doctor, I was like, oh, yeah, there did not see that coming. But also, you know what? That doctor was really stupid. <laughs> like, okay. He made a dumb mistake. <laughs> it's like, hey, uh, I think you've got a loaded gun inside of you. I'm just going to stand right here uh, <laughs> and uh, at chest level, just, you know, right within arm's reach. If you want to shoot me, po- oh, you shot me. And okay. it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, no. no. Do, do either of you guys then, I have to ask, do you guys watch after Trek? No. No. You don't? Okay. No. Um, I do, and, and, I, and I'm almost, I almost want to stop watching it now um, because I, I, have you guys read anything about the, the uproar that this is? And I don't want to get too political here uh, outside of what we're talking about, Star Trek and stuff, but have any of you read the sort of... Um, upheaval that this has caused no 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 oh, okay well apparently um there's this there's this whole thing about i i, I want to be very careful what i'm saying here as well because i want to be totally respectful um you, you, you know there's been a big uh fan lash out apparently because there's this whole concept in hollywood and um something i wasn't familiar with before about the sort of 
kill your gaze concept. Oh, right. And, oh, and yeah. uh, it's a bit like, um, you know, a few uh, a decade or so ago, you had the same thing about people of color. You know, it would always be, oh, it's always the, 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 the person of color who yes. dies yeah. or whatever. Uh, well, apparently there's been a bit of an up, uproar about the fact that we, we finally got a, um, an openly gay character in Star Trek and, and they kill them. Right. So there was a big announcement uh, because obviously the showrunner of um, uh, Discovery is, is openly gay. And um, they kind of almost gave a bit of a spoiler about this. And, the, you know, what I, what I think is, is quite sad about it all. And of course, you know, as a straight white guy, I know nothing. Right. But um, when it comes to storytelling and particularly when it comes to Star Trek, right, you, you know, it should be this thing where your age, gender, race, religion, nationality, heritage and sexual orientation don't matter at all. You know, everybody is considered an individual and equals. Right. But it seems to me that because now we live in a world where, you know, the media and whatever is under such scrutiny all the time that that writers are almost under pressure to make these statements um because because of all these these things being a thing they can't just tell stories and you know in stories characters regardless of all those things i've just listed die sometimes right yeah. so i thought it took away a little bit from the sort of drama of it that they had to make that announcement and i i i i i don't want to spoil it for you guys so i don't want to say what they announced but but uh, but i was just sort of surprised that that caused such a um uh an upheaval and and i think it's quite sad that you know everything now has to be under that that much of a microscope that um that that, that this happens but mm. I, I don't know whether you guys have thoughts on that i'm just kind well, of well i can kind of guess what they're going to do uh, which I think, okay, it's it's in a sci-fi universe, so they can do that. But um, yeah, I, I I just wonder was that their original intention, or if it's something they've had to do because of this backlash? Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. We we live in you know politically interesting times, and this pod podcast is not about that, so I don't want to go there. Oh, but, okay. Um, and also, and also, you know, as I said, I feel. You know, <laughs> I, I, I want to be respectful to everyone, and yeah. I mean that. So yeah. you, you know, but I, I, I just, I was just a bit disappointed that um, rather than somebody just seeing that as as part of the story, they had to sort of make it a thing. And I was like, oh, but surely when we're making a thing, we're missing the point, right? Or am I the one missing the point? I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know, but. Uh, uh <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say that in 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 the atmosphere that we find ourselves here in 2017-2018, um, I think it's okay to make the point. I think it's okay to call it out, uh, even when it's coming from a good place. Uh, I think we need to where the the next level of of this movement of of holding people accountable and and uh, you know fighting for equality for everyone. The the next level of this is that we can we can call out inequality and bad things without ruining the the good that is also there right so uh i think it's okay to call it out and say like hey 
you guys might have done this, and and we just want to point that out, and and for the the show to own it and say, don't get ahead of yourselves, right? I I have faith that the writers uh, were you know had this overall storyline in mind ahead of time, and so I don't think the writers are rapidly changing, you know, the plot so that it, <laughs> they can avoid offending. Um, yeah, yeah, but I mean we. But as we say, we're living in times where uh, it seems that studios are being very reactive to stuff. I mean, you know, Christopher Plummer having to be brought in at last minute for a, f- a film role, say, you know. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, well, that's, but I think that's yeah. just a financial consideration. Oh, yes. Right? They, that, that was we have really negative press against our film. <laughs> and so yeah. if we do not remove this character, we're going to bomb. Not character, actor. Actor, but yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, right? It goes well beyond. It's crazy. No, yeah. it, it, it's, it's it, it, and you know, it's a very, uh, it's a very sensitive and, and, and massive discussion. And sorry, I didn't mean to sort of bring the, the podcast <laughs> down that path, as it were, particularly when we're talking about something as silly yes. and unimportant in the real world as the mirror universe. But, um, yeah. but, but right, no, so we I can take off want... our fake goatees now, right? We yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go um, serious for a minute. <laughs> but no, I, I just, I just, you know, it was just, um, it, it you know, I, I just think it took something away from the from the drama of that scene that that yeah. announcement had to be made, and I was just like, "Oh, can we not just let the, uh, the 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 storytellers tell their story?" And then I thought, "Well, I guess you know, people would say, oh, but you you would say that,' and I, and I, and I'm not making judgment on anyone. That's 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 what I mean. So that's why I was like, uh, oh, okay, that's that's a bit awkward, but um." But yeah, so uh, but I, I thought it, it put this way. It shocked me. I didn't see that coming, and um, uh, yeah, and this this whole thing with the 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 Voke reveal. I know it's been building up for a long time, but my God, they they've gone for it now, haven't they? Uh, mm, even oh yeah. having even having him fighting his mirror self, <laughs> which I thought was quite fun. Yes, oh, it was fantastic. And and what he cr- cried out when he did it, right, was that you're a traitor to the empire. Or that's not the exact wording. I'm sorry. I don't remember it exactly. But his motivation, right, was that here's someone who's going against everything he believes by trying to uh, integrate species and and live in unity. Um, I thought it was great. Great storytelling. A great use of the mirror universe to explore the dualities of, of consciousness. Yeah, yeah, and and actually, in, in relating into what you were saying, Simon, about watching it as a sort of binge and everything tying in, mm. I do seem to remember that the first thing that Stamets ever said to uh, Tyler when he met him was, "My God, you're tall." Yeah, yeah. He, they commented on his height, and of course, you know the, uh, the, the, the they said that part of the surgery was to try and reduce Jesus. some it's, of the height, yeah, yeah. etc. Yeah. So it kind of made sense from 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 that point of view as well. So again, I don't know whether that's just really clever writing or or, or just a coincidence, but. Um, uh, I think know. we have to give them the benefit of the doubt that it's yeah. really clever writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's interesting now that we know who who he is. Um, is he still going to be human, or is he going to revert back to Klingon? Or that's that's the interesting thing at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, or are and they going to find? Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, and also, uh, did Ash Tyler 
you know, actually exist. Yeah. Oh, we were going to say the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Is that what you're yeah. going to say? Okay. That's what I was going to say. We should too. have said it in stereo. Over <laughs> our new mic. Uh, but but no. So um, <laughs> but but no. I, I mean that that was that that itself was was um was quite interesting uh, reveal. And the other thing I was quite pleased about down back to design elements and and believability of the world and stuff is obviously we've 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 had this massive change in the look of the Klingons, but I was really, really pleased to see that they haven't messed too much with the Andorians yes. or the Tellarites, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. maybe a little bit with the Tellarites, but, but not, but not, um, not, not a radical change. And, um, you know, it was quite good to see the Andorians and, and, and Tellarites appear as well as Mira Sarek with a, uh, with, with a goatee. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which they had to do, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> they did. Those mirror Klingons, they always have to have a goatee. Indeed. Indeed. And then Vulcans. we and then we and Oh then sorry, we, do uh, I say Klingons? You say Klingons. <laughs> yes. yeah. I say sorry, Vulcans. Freudian slip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, can I just say I think when it comes to uh, Tyler Ash, I think he must have been a real person because they had a whole file on him and I don't see how the Klingons could have slipped that in, you know, hacked the uh, sort of Federation database and put that in. So he must have been one of their captives, must have been a real person. That, mm. uh, yeah, and also yeah, I yeah. believe... And then the I question is, that... are they going to... Sorry. Are, are they going to find Mirror Universe Ash Tyler, not the Vogue as Ash? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's an interesting... Uh idea as well but um but you know and i believe that you know ash and and his feelings for um for burnham and 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 whatever are are, you know were real i'm I'm sure that he wasn't you know pretending this whole time it's like that was that was the klingon was sort of buried within it in like a sort of sleeper agent type thing in fact i like the fact that they called one of the tests the manchurian Yes, uh, test or something. Yeah, yeah I yeah. thought that was I thought that was quite a nice little um, nice little reference there. I, I did I did enjoy that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, and then what do we think about the? Um, I mean, obviously, they've gone black and gold with the uh, with 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 the mirror u- uniforms. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed they've gone. I mean, bearing in mind that the the mirror universe seems to be pretty much run by. Uh, by females anyway in the fact that the emperor which i'm glad they never used the pronoun at all they just said the emperor yeah um but you know turns out to be uh but um sometime i guess between this and in kirk's era it must go back to being a a little bit more sexist and masculine i can't say the word misogynist because uh in the in the Enterprise episodes and indeed in the original um, Mirror Mirror, you know, all, they had all the females kind of showing their midriff, didn't they? That was mm. kind of a design thing of that, which uh, yeah. which obviously you know we're in better times and they've they've avoided that here. But um, but I mean, in the continuity of the show, it does make you wonder what's going to happen between now and Kirk's, you know, the the Mirror Mirror time as to whether the emperor remains uh, a woman or whether or not something 
happens and somebody else goes into power i don't know it's it, it it does it does open up all those sort of questions about the mirror universe doesn't it uh i would say that um you know because the times we're living in you know having going back to that um it's it's you know that's why we have a, a lot more the sort of female captains and stuff like that and you know and again because they're known as the emperor they could be of any sex so that's right it could be a woman um you just gotta think of the uh those you know the star trek and the enterprise episodes well star trek being off its time and enterprising enterprise homaging the original mm-hmm. i think the point i wanted to make earlier and i couldn't didn't it was sort of on the tip of my tongue was that the enterprise episode of um for a mirror darkly reminded me a lot of the um uh trouble with tribbles episode from deep space nine where it was <laughs> a, yes. yes where it was a whole homage to the the classic series even though it wasn't a celebration of it wasn't celebrating an anniversary in star trek but it it still had that kind of feel to it so oh, totally. yeah. yeah so i f- okay. think that they were just aping that style but I think when it comes to Discovery, I don't think you're going to see that. Uh, more, uh, yeah, I can't even say it. <laughs> that sort of uh, misogyny. This, yes, yeah, that was the word I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I had the uh, my tongue was busy um, wiping Tilly's boots. Boot. Clearly, you know. <laughs> 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 that was a great line. I did. Mm. La- I laughed out loud. I was on my own, but I laughed out loud when yes. she said about. I'll take your tongue, <laughs> cut out your tongue and use it to wipe my boots. I thought, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, this, this, this has been the nice thing about the Murray Universe episodes is that Tilly has kind of been able to shine a bit in these episodes. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, I mean, the fact that she's the one who came up with the idea of, of putting uh, the engineer back into the spore drive to help yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. although... Although we we we're not too sure where that's led because it seemed to be working and then seemed to all go terribly wrong, didn't it? Towards the end of the episode, but, I uh, well, we had that one bit where you see him in the forest with his yes. his uh, mirror counterparts. So I, I think he'll probably pull through. Yeah, and of course we had mm. that hint back in one of the earlier episodes when he was cleaning his yes. teeth and uh, yeah. And his mirror image stayed there for a few seconds longer. That's right, yes. Yeah. So, or, or, so you're, you're right. Or, or, or as my story. girlfriend said, what the hell just happened there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was. I was a bit taken back when I first saw that. I was like, what What? What the hell is going on? But, yeah. Um, uh, but, you, you know, is, is it, yeah, good. I mean, I, I did like in, um, in Despite Yourself, I did also like the... Uh, the turbo lift fight between mm. Burnham and uh, the guy who had been the the en- ensign in the uh, in the uh, prime yeah. universe. Yes. I've forgotten the character's name now. But, but he was um, the he was the character who Connor uh, was it? That's it. He came to yeah. visit her in the cell and got blown out into space. And I that's have to right. say, I was glad that we didn't see the whole you know body being ejected into space like we've seen in like the Star Trek films. Because there's, there, I, 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 I've gotten to the point where I really do not like that visual anymore. It's, it's gotten really distasteful. <laughs> I mean, when I, when you originally saw it in like Starship Troopers, when you saw the, 
you know, people going out into space and stuff when ships were being destroyed. It was very clever. And I thought in the kind of worked in the first Star Trek film, but then when you got into Into Darkness and um, and the last uh, Star Trek film, it, it, it's, it's really leaving a bad taste in my mouth. You know. Oh, what you mean when they get sort of blown out yes. by the escaping yeah, air? Yeah, yeah, oh, I see yeah. what you mean. Yeah, because because yeah. they they obviously they they showed the uh, the three characters at the beginning of this one being beamed into space by uh, yes by um, yeah. at the command of of Burnham. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I mean, Burnham, my God, that, that woman's having a hell of a year, isn't she? <laughs> you, she, she the things she's had to go through yes. since the beginning of this episode, it's just as well. She, uh, grew up in embracing logic because otherwise mm. I think she would have had a, a, a nervous breakdown by, by now, <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of, um, but, but, you know, she, she, Seneca Green, you know, she, she plays her wonderfully and, yes. um, you, you oh, know, yes. I, I do, I do really like the, um, the Burnham character a lot so uh so that's so that's good and that works um but any other any other thoughts about I mean obviously we still not seen where this is going yeah Uh, it's it's gonna obviously be in at least one more episode if not more um of this season so uh we still got a way to to go but in terms of how it fits in with everything else have you guys got any more sort of strong feelings or thoughts on that um, I'm just looking forward to seeing the next episode that comes out, um, you know, next week, um, seeing where it's going to lead. Uh, I have a suspicion that they'll probably get out by the end of the next episode because they kind of, um, they, I have noticed there's a, there is kind of a pattern where um, they deal with stuff that may be set up in one episode and by three episodes down the line, it's kind of sorted or, you know, addressed again. So... Three episode arcs, yeah, yeah. The rule of three. Rule yeah. of three, yeah. Mm, fair enough. Now, uh, what about you, Pete? Anything you're itching to say about this? No, I... Uh, as, as you love it so much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am I am enjoying the ride that they're taking me on. Um, I hope that... I actually think it, it needs maybe two more episodes, honestly, to to really tie it in with the first half of the season. And to to sort of bring the Vokes, all three of them, or two of them, uh, together <laughs> and and merge the universes and and maybe say something, you know, about how we come to peace with our differences and and our different views, and uh, get back to the issues that were set up in the first four episodes of season one, and uh, sort of I think what uh, my my take on it is that they're using the mirror universe to sort of solve the Voke and Klingon problem, uh, which I think is an interesting thing to do. And, and I think that if they try to wrap it up in one more episode, it might be a little pat and a little quick. Um, so I, I hope that they give it the time and, and the attention that it needs. And I honestly, though, have full faith in the writers to do that. Fair enough. Well, that's good. Yeah. Mm. Um, one other thing I want to touch on, which is still live action, but it's it's obviously outside of the uh, the official um, produced episodes, was, um, I don't know whether you guys saw it, but I sent you a link to a, uh, a very well-made fan production um, 
called Star Trek Continues, and there's an episode called The Fairest of Them All, which is a, a direct sequel. It picks up immediately after the events of Mirror Mirror. So, in other words, when when the mirror counterparts beam back uh, onto the Enterprise and kind of deals with that story. Did either of you guys get a chance to um, to watch that? No. I watched most of it. I didn't finish it. Okay. All right. Well, um, uh, actually, I, I am pleased to announce that we have the uh, the producer behind that series uh, joining us next week for a podcast. So I guess we can. Oh my uh, gosh! I can't wait to listen. To probably that. <laughs> delve into that in a yeah. bit more detail there. But for for anyone listening, this is available on on YouTube, and it's you know I'm always somewhat skeptical about um, you you know fan produced movies i know we live in a time now where this is you know all accepted and whatever um and uh but i have to say that this particular one is extremely well produced and well written and is a very interesting sequel to mirror mirror and uh, i'm i'm actually uh, i not only did i enjoy it i'm actually kind of a little envious as a, as a fan myself that that someone made such a good fan film and it wasn't me you know I've, we've we've obviously already joked about um you know i i tried to do a production when i was at school yeah <laughs> uh yeah. So, which 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 i have no evidence of whatsoever <laughs> and i don't know whether that's a good thing part of that makes me sad but it's probably a good thing um but uh yeah so um that that was quite interesting that it that it sort of you it works as a bridge between mirror mirror and then what happens a century later with um with the deep space nine mirror stories um but and then of course there's been shed loads of comic books and um, novels, novels yeah. you know, written uh, that, that that take part in or deal with the mirror universe. And I guess I've already heard actually that um, uh, Discovery, even though it does bo- borrow some things from the uh, from the novels, it has kind of contradicted the fact that uh, apparently after Enterprise, Hoshi. Uh, clones herself for the next 200 years to remain the uh, the emperor. Um, well, obviously... Uh, Wait a minute. That, that I, I hear Star Wars knocking on the door there. It, exactly. <laughs> Dark Empire, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, we, 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 we didn't get Grace Park. You know, um, was it Grace Park? or No, Linda yeah, Park. Linda Park. Linda Park, Linda Park yeah. we, Grace Park's uh, from Battlestar Galactica. There you go. Yeah. Uh, we, we, di- we didn't get Linda Park um, reprising her role, uh, you know, as Emperor, Emperor uh, Hoshi in, in this. But... Um, but it's it's great that we've got Michelle Yeoh back, and um, they at least they didn't spoil that by putting in the beginning credits special guest star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, at, at, at least you know that that was yeah. one thing they 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 did right there. <laughs> I, I I must admit, going back and watching the two pilot episodes, you you do miss uh, Michelle Yeoh's character. She she was a very good character. Oh at, yeah, it's such a shame they killed her off. But I, I, I missed it. There was a, an interesting little touch when, um, when it was the episode uh, when they were on the um, the ship of the dead, and Vok, uh, the the woman, fe- the female Klingon says to Vok about how you you know you enjoyed eating her. He sort of uh, dined on her corpse. Yeah, <laughs> lovely. Yes. Yes. Oh, and that's where that's where we discovered that the. Uh, 
the end the delta logo badge was actually no. uh, like dog tags no. isn't it it's got no. the uh, yeah. information no, it wasn't, on the back. wasn't that episode oh was it not no. okay Sorry. no no it's you you're thinking of episode eight the the one before um, i clearly need to watch them back to back i thought you've seen this a lot more than i have <laughs> yeah but weekly i mean oh, what i've been okay. doing is watching yes. them like twice yeah, when they come out and uh yeah, yeah yeah i haven't gone back and and, and uh started from the beginning it, again yeah. which i should which which i will when it's all complete yes I'm sure. yeah I'm that, I'm that much of a shadow yeah like like i haven't got enough things to watch that i've not seen before but hey ho. <laughs> yes. I, i'm gonna take offense with calling it a shadow i mean i think it's, <laughs> i'm calling I, me a shadow I, not you i know but no 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 but i'm i'm taking offense because i like i i just keep re-watching enterprise over and over again hey uh, yeah. what does that say about me oh no, no it means it means you've got taste let's put yeah. it that yeah. way not... <laughs> i am i'm re-watching uh babylon 5 at the moment just uh oh wow near the end that's, of that's series. five years isn't it Is that i'm only years? doing four um I'm, okay. I, I was never a big fan of the fifth series so uh i'm gonna skip that one but uh yeah, we. It was funny enough. There is an episode uh, near the end of series two where uh, one of the main characters in it is discovered to be a double agent. That they have ah. a personality, um, sort of hidden, and that was you know it was kind of interesting. Do you, do you know? I'm ashamed to say, particularly as I'm a sci-fi fan, but um, I've never actually watched Babylon Five. Um, I mean, I'm I'm very aware of it because it was obviously it was a one of the first um, series to kind of use uh, CGI, you know, for spaceships and space battles and all that sort of thing. And also, it was one of the first series to actually have some sort of um, rather than straight episodes, but some sort of uh, serialized arc through it wasn't it through the seasons but um, yes but they were they were all sort of kind of standalone episodes as well they were that um okay it it it, each episode sort of began and finished whatever story they were trying to tell it was told within that episode even though there was a bigger story but keith you're in luck because babylon 5 is currently showing on pick Oh, is it really? TV, okay. So, I mean, that yeah. J. Michael Straczynski or whatever his name is, who who was the showrunner and the creator, yeah. you know, very, very, very smart guy, very, um, you know, good guy. So uh, I have no doubt that Babylon 5 is actually really good. It's it is. just that, yeah. uh, it's just that, again, that was back when series uh, series lasted what 24 25 episodes they're about and... they're about 22 episodes each okay and yeah. there's five seasons of it plus yeah. correct me if i'm wrong but was there not some spin-off shows yes. and tv movies well, as well there was a spin-off show uh no. but it wasn't very good and you don't need to see it uh the sort of the tv films they did uh the only one worth watching is in the beginning which... And do you watch that at the beginning or not? <laughs> uh, no, just because they they give us they kind of give a spoiler away. But it's it's good to it's it's one of those episodes to go back and watch. It's it's probably the it's a bit be- like the plan. It's a better version of it's a better version of the plan because um, it shows you the Earth Bombari War, which is something that was they talk about but they never really 
you you see snippets of, but they they go into it in great depth. So it's it's I, better I than the plan. I, I remember I saw the pilot episode at a um, at a convention uh, way back when it mm. when it before it came out. In fact, yeah. and uh, I wasn't really gripped by it, which is why I didn't. Uh, yeah, so sort of get into it. Yeah, unfortunately, the 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 pilot two part is not great, and right. uh, yeah, but it. it, it it's one of those series where it's it, it gets better as it goes along the first series and then it really finds its feet in the second series okay didn't this come out this came out around the same time as deep, deep space, space nine, nine yes didn't it? yes yeah because i yeah, remember there, there was, was a, a, yeah. a lot of stuff about oh they both take part on uh on you know space, space stations, stations yeah. and they're about to you know different societies trying to integrate and there's a a wormhole type present in, presence in the vicinity and all this sort of thing. Well, and, uh, no, it, it's the, 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 they're very different shows because Deep Space Nine was dealing with a, you know, with Star Trek, we've always seen, you know, the ship would come along, deal with sub, deal with a planet, deal with whatever the problem of the week was, and it would fly off. And the idea of Deep Space Nine was that they, they were there with this one planet you know, through everything. And Babylon 5 was a space station that's, it's like the UN in space. So it's different societies coming together to, you know, deal with their differences so that it doesn't result in there being war like there was with the Earth-Mumbari war. Ah, So it's very, very, very different. Very well, it, it, it might be, it's fair to say it might be a little while before we have a Babylon 5 episode. <laughs> but we should, yeah, we should do. We should do because it is a great series and it still stands up. Oh, if only I had more time. <laughs> oh, I had a time machine. <laughs> yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. I think actually the creator of Babylon 5 said that he gave Paramount his script and they passed on it and then they put out deep space nine and he was upset mm. and thought that they stole his off, idea. Yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised that they, they saw the script and went, Ooh, space station. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. But I, I don't think they, they, but they didn't sort of take the idea. They didn't take the idea completely. I think they just liked the idea of there being a space station that it's that instead of, the going to the adventure, the adventure came to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, they're, they're very different shows and, um, you know, they both have their different merits. They yeah. Did, they didn't have a mirror universe though, right? No. no mirror universe. <laughs> uh, no. Did they have a parallel universe? Back. No, <laughs> no, it's, it, it's, it's, it's all based in that one universe. I mean, they've got plenty of races uh, with their differences and they, it, it's 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 a much bigger story than Deep Space Nine. Okay. Yeah, much. All right. Bigger. Well, it, it'll get added to yet another <laughs> massive list of stuff. That, yes. Uh, God well, knows as, if I'll ever yeah. work or make anything again. You know. <laughs> well, as I say, it's on pick. It's on every evening during the week. So you know, eight o'clock. So just you know, check out, check it out, and you can always find. You can always pick up the DVDs quite cheaply. You know. <laughs> So. <laughs> all righty well um uh 
Is there anything else no. to add about this? No? <laughs> no. We've done the mirror universe yes. to death. Oh, uh, one, one thing I was going to say, I, what I did find interesting with Discovery is they are actually referring to it as the mirror universe, where, to be honest, in, in Mirror Mirror, it was never referred to as the mirror universe. He just called it something parallel, as, yeah. as Shatner would say. But, uh, yeah, so that that's, uh, that's and quite... And in Deep Space um, Nine, they called it the other place right the, the other yeah. place the yeah side yeah the other side yeah but, uh, but anyway we, we, we've we've still got some more stuff to uh mm. to come our way with discovery yeah and no doubt if it's if it's one of those things that's successful i'm sure that there will be um you know more romps in in the mirror universe but uh but you know i i understand like you say pete about it not really sort of fitting into overall star trek sort of ethos and um you know i agree with that but as as a piece of piece of fun entertainment um you, you know I, I i kind of like it from from that point of view so I, um i get i can like i can like fun entertainment i don't want to sound like a vulcan here um but uh if if you're gonna do fun and entertaining uh at least have the the basics line up Right. Like when when you switch your Daxes for no reason, when you have Cisco being a pirate, but then two episodes later uh, being basically just Cisco mm. um, in the same universe. And, it, you know, you need it, that character then to be a captain to play off of your your alternate uh, uh, Kira. Mm. Uh, it, it, it really it upsets me. Right. It just. <laughs> makes me go what are you doing <laughs> why are they there when you have a space station full of humans mining they talk about mining on deep space nine i was like what are they mining <laughs> what are they mining or or mining or something or mining on a space station yeah yeah like, what wait and and you're so you're importing humans from far away and it's dirty that? work. Because did you oh. see the state of Bashir's yeah. uniform? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> After a couple of days in that uh, in that refinery. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just the idea that that the same people would end up in the same place when <laughs> all of this different history had happened. Yeah, but was... I, I must admit though, that's a, that's a whole problem with Deep Space Nine. Then because uh, mm. Tarek Noor originally was an ore refinery. When it was refinery under, under the Kardashians, I think they did ore mining there as well. They used the uh, Bajorians as as slaves, so I think that was just. I think well, that I thought was they just... did processing, which, like, I kind of understood processing. Mm. Like, there's an ore refinery where a ship comes in and dump rocks, and and you you know refine it down, and then there's mining, which is different, <laughs> which is going and taking rocks out of something. And they, they could be like bringing asteroids in or something. I don't know. I mean, it's, well, at, le at least yeah. at least they at least they did address that, and that the um, the DS nine station or Techno or whatever it's called was was not, you know, by the wormhole. It was actually yes. still yeah. in orbit of Bajor, right. um, which yeah, which which, which made sense because because um, I yeah. believe that I believe it moves in the pilot episode. That's right. Yes. DS9. Right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. The wormhole. So yeah, uh, we really will have to do one on that on the pilots and finales yes. at some point. Yeah, you know, because Star Trek it is it is the uh, the franchise that won't go away. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we're pleased about that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Alrighty. Um, yes. So. Anything else to add? No. no that's it. We're good. Yeah. yeah. Thank okay. you guys. <laughs> well, I'm sure we. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure we've missed something, but we we, we covered a lot. So we've covered good. a hell of a lot. Yeah. <laughs> in, in crystal clear audio. Yeah. <laughs> all right so thank you pete really appreciate it um if people want to well can you tell us about anything you're working on or where people want to find your work how can they contact you etc uh i am on twitter at uh, spud underscore monkey uh and uh if you want to yell at me i probably already have you blocked uh <laughs> uh yeah, and uh, and and there's something coming up that I'm excited about, but but it's not done yet. I can't say it yet, but maybe next time I get to talk to you guys. Okay. Uh, oh well, I'm sure there will be a next time. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> More Star Trek coming. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Keith, um, where can people find your work, or can they find you on social media? Ah. Okay. Yes. Well. Um, Yes, I, I am now. Uh, I am now back on Facebook, uh, although <laughs> I'm not checking it very, very regularly. But uh, I, I, I'm on the Facebook now. <laughs> and uh, uh, but if you want to see my work, um, if you go to YouTube and put in British Isles, that's E Y L E S, as in my last name. Uh, there are six shorts that I wrote, produced, and directed uh, on there. And uh, I'm also pleased to say that. Uh, Next weekend, so the weekend of the 28th of, of January, I have a um, another film of mine uh, that's not online uh, playing at the Horror on Sea uh, Festival in Southend-on-Sea. Um, you can find information of that by just, well, if you Google Horror on Sea, um, there, there's, there's all the information and that runs for the next two weekends in January. Yes, and also you're you're also in another short that's been screened there. Oh, I am. I should have mentioned that. Yes, uh, <laughs> our good friend. Oh dear, our, yeah, hate me. Our good, our good friend to the podcast, Mike Tack, um, uh, is also showing. Uh, he's got the premiere of his film Judge, uh, which um, I actually act in alongside Ben Shockley. Um, that is is playing. Uh, reason I didn't mention, it, I wasn't sure if we were going to be out. This this episode was going to be out in time because that actually pay, plays this Friday, the ah, right. uh, the nineteenth. Ah. So um, I don't know whether this will be out <laughs> by then or not. <laughs> Probably not, but we might as well give him a shout out. <laughs> we'll give Mike a shout out because we like him. And if you want to see his films, if you go to Apoc Apocalyptic Conservatory. Uh, if you put that into Google, um, I know that he has uh, films available there and also a feature on Amazon Prime. That's right. Yes. And uh, you can check out his shorts as well on YouTube. So there you go. It's almost yeah. like he's a guest when he's not a guest. Exactly. Mike Tech. There you go. Got a better plug than anyone. <laughs> so uh, Mike gives me a lot of stick. So I'm sure um, yes. I'm sure that uh, this is this is just sweet revenge. And it's not really me. It's the mirror me. <laughs> Keith's not such a nice guy with a goatee. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And uh, as always, you can find my work at independentrunnings.com. You can uh, see short films I've made. And also there's um, 
uh, so I've done some blogs about the making of my film so it's all on there just check out the website uh, you can also uh, see some of my work on YouTube just search uh, independent runnings uh, you can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube and all good podcast providers you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter just search movie heaven movie hell and please leave us a rating and review on iTunes and Stitcher it all helps so that just leaves me to uh, thank our guest again. Thank you, Pete. Thank you, guys. It's been a real pleasure as always. And uh, hopefully you'll join us for the next episode of Movie Heaven, Movie Hell.